This is the Ask a Death Doula podcast, a platform of free education on how to have the best end-of-life experience possible by knowing how to live your best life now. With experienced hospice, oncology, and wellness nurse, Suzanne B. O'Brien. everyone and thank you for being here this is the doula givers life class my name is suzanne o'brien thank you so much for being here tonight this is going to be a great class we're going to learn a lot of again empowering information to help you to achieve the most fulfilling life possible that is the goal of doula givers life class educational series and i welcome you to tonight's informational webinar. So tonight we are going to talk about the seven steps to happiness. And this is going to encompass a lot of the overall teachings about life. Um, so as you go through those seven steps, you are going to probably um, see some familiar headings and hopefully I can do some background information that will take you deeper into the understanding of why that step is so important for happiness. And when I say happiness, I am equally talking about fulfillment. I'm talking about joy. I'm talking about being connected. Um, they're all really the same thing. And it's very interesting when you study again uh, life. And this has really been part of the work that I do with end of life patients is very much focused on, of course, life. We have a whole life review that we do, the wisdom that comes from them. Um, the uh, information is absolutely invaluable, their perspective, what they would do differently, what they thought was important. Um, what they thought was not important. So I want to share all this with you. And of course, I've been on a platform finding out my own research and information to really validate a lot of things that they've been saying. So we've come up with the Dooley Givers Life Class webinar series. And today, again, we are going to specifically go through the seven steps to happiness. The possibilities are limitless in your life and i want you to just take a minute and imagine that especially a lot of people that come to this course um, are in that midlife and a lot of people are you know wondering is this it um you know is i can where can I find that fulfillment if I'm at the middle of my life and I've, I'm in, you know, my career choice and my relationship family choice and a lot of things we feel that we can't do over and we're locked into and yet most people will say that they are struggling with happiness on a regular basis. So I want you to know that anything is possible everything is possible it just is going to take a shift and i'm going to teach you how to do that so for a minute just imagine that you can write the script uh, for fulfillment happiness and the most joyful life however you want it to be um, because the the possibilities are limitless and we'll go through how we actually achieve that tonight 
So first I want to explain what doula, doula Giver's Life Class is. So what is the Life Class series? What is this platform? Doula Giver's Life Class, also known as DLC, is an educational platform for community that teaches people how to create their best life combining scientific research real life experiences and created like-minded supportive community for lasting relationships and positive ch positive change and that's going to be the dlc community so the doula givers life class community and dlc is the foundation is the understanding and teaching that everything absolutely everything is is formed by energy and how our four bodies of energy that create us um, has to do with how your whole life experience is created. So that is the foundation based on m multiple uh, found foundings in science, which we'll go through. But I want you to really note a few things here. So first is that it's really that platform for cre helping us create our best life experience possible with knowledge that we have, with learning again from people who are leaving this world, um, unearthing all the scientific data that combines uh, validation for what they are saying, also learning about the four bodies of energy that comprise us, because you have to be in balance and nurture all four of those bodies equally, and most people don't even realize that they have four bodies of energy, so how are they going to nourish it if they don't know what that is? So if you feel out of balance, if you feel like you're not whole, it's totally understandable because we don't teach this. And then the last part of that is the DLC community. And this is vitally important for us because one of the greatest things that happens when you learn, um, when you go to seek a new skill or when you want change, um, and if you're trying to change things, one of the reasons that it doesn't happen is accountability and follow through and it is not the big changes in life it's the small changes that we make over time that create that really lasting change so to have a community that we practice non-judgment unconditional love support of every person everywhere every religion culture background um, all beings we respect the planet and cherish the planet, the animals, all of that is part of the DLC community. And that's gonna be an ongoing community that we are forming, that we are here to, again, lift up the consciousness, both individually and collectively, and support one another um, in a way that is, again, of the highest reflection of what we would like to be. So I love having the community and it will really help you with accountability and follow through which it's great to come on the webinar it's great to get the information but then how do you stick with it and implement it and the DLC community is going to help you to do that exciting stuff is happening why is it important um, everyone wants to be happy I don't care who you are I've thought of every person, even people that, you know, we know maybe in the public eye or have heard about in news or history that, you know, didn't practice such, such great things and caused a lot of pain for other people. And 
yeah, this word happy again is interchangeable with fulfillment and connection. Um, we all want to be loved. And a lot of people are, well, not a lot of people, but there are people out there that are going about it in the wrong way. Um, there also, I, again, I know that there's a lot of people that are very, have been hurt and angry and that again will produce bad behavior, but at the core, at our essence, everyone wants to be happy. Everyone wants to be loved and you can be, and we, and we will get there and we'll explain what that is and why and how it's so important. Yet more than ever before in our life right now, people are suffering from anxiety and depression and just unhappiness all over. So I want you to know one thing, that you have the power, you are in control, and I'm going to really take you on a journey that's gonna show you and prove to you about this. How you feel, how you feel is only and ultimately up to you. Um, so we're gonna teach you techniques on how to deal with things as they come up, on, and how to let things go. Um, and of course, talking about anxiety and depression and relating that to, again, depression is very much depressed about our past and anxiety is or worry about the future. So we have techniques that are going to teach you about that, but I want you to know that all of this, remember that foundation about your energy and energy and feelings. So your emotion, is really your strongest energy force and how you feel is under your control. You are in power, we're gonna put you back in the power seat and you are gonna be able to, again, create the life that you want on all levels. So meaning the way that you spend your time and your thoughts you allow to linger can really impact your mood and your long-term happiness. The way you think and feel can also change every factor in your life down to the most minute details. So you have the power to be the happiest person that you know, no matter what, no matter what you are going through, no matter what you have been through, and no matter what the future looks to you right now. Um, you know, if, if it doesn't look promising in your eyes, if, it looks really, you know, challenging. You still, I'm going to show you, you still have the power with these techniques to be the happiest person you know. And I want you to know that you're not alone. I want you to know that so many people, whether they admit it or not, are really fighting and really challenged to find that um, really synchronicity with joy with happiness it's just such a difficult time for everybody and to add on top of that the good old social media um you know people are just posting their best or even creating their best um face forward and when other people see that they feel terrible they feel like they're not they don't have that or they're not um part of it. And I have to tell you that that's not real. Those things are really not the whole picture at all. So we're living in very challenging times, but you have the power to be the happiest person that you know. By understanding the universal laws of energy, you have the power to create the life you want in all 
areas of your life. This can be achieved with simple practices that can take as little as 15 minutes a day. True lasting change comes from little changes over long periods of time. Now, I'm going to call myself out on this one. So, 15, as little as 15 minutes a day can change your life. Um, and I know this and I do. And when I, when I put it into practice, it's fantastic. In fact, I just was with somebody who I care for very much, a very good friend um, that we've gotten together in person. I uh, haven't seen her, I want to say a year, two years. And we met and she said, how do you take such good care of yourself with all that you are doing? And I really was so happy about her saying that because that was not the case. Um, I People know the work that I do and it's pretty much 24 seven um, in a lot of ways, or it could be if I let it. And there, you know, I, I have been working very hard for a very long time um, on what I do. I love what I do, but my self care and I let, um, you know, myself be second to a lot of the, the work. And I wasn't taking care of myself and I came, I really came to a point um, where I wasn't happy, like, I said, what is the point of, and I know what the point is. I, you know, I, I know how much of a difference all of this work makes, but if I can't carve out a little bit of time and happiness and joy within the process, what is the real point? And she said, and I said, well, she goes, how do you do it? And I said, well, I changed things. And she goes, well, what did you change? Or, and I said, you know, it's interesting. I didn't give up anything. I didn't, I didn't cut back on my schedule. I prioritized my schedule. And I put me first and I scheduled it in to every day and this little 15 minutes. And that's really all it was, is at times 15 minutes would completely change. When I did that at the start of my day, it would completely change the whole flow of my day and how I reacted to if things would come up that, you know, because stress is just a part of our life. Um, it wasn't as big of a deal. We just dealt with it and it was just incredible. Uh, scheduled that in. And so even there were times that knowing the 15 minutes is all it takes to really do some great work for yourself. There were days that I still, um, don't do that. And so I'm getting better and I'm putting it first. And that's why the accountability group and learning these things is going to be so pivotal to the change that we're all going to make. And if you want to make it, because we have this accountability platform and buddies with each other. So as little as 15 minutes a day, you can literally change your life. And we're going to show you how. Why? Because we all want to be happy. So this is a picture um, of when I was in Thailand doing work and I was at a temple that people who are very, very sick come to in the mountains of um, Thailand, beautiful. And I have to tell you that there is something that is so significant about traveling and being in different um, cultures and environments. Obviously you just learn so much, but you connect from this you know, human, core um of, of your, even when you don't know the, even when you don't speak the same language you still are communicating and your intention and your energy of how you're feeling towards another person is felt um 
and these people are just absolutely as loving and wonderful as you can see. And, you know, we sang and we danced and we cried and we did work together um, for the sake of, again, being that community and healing and uh, supporting people that were very sick. It was really beautiful. We all want to be happy. A little bit about me. Um, if you don't know my work, I am a registered nurse and I have worked a lot of my nursing career, most of it, in working with those at the end of life through hospice or oncology, which is cancer care. Um, before I was a nurse, I was studying nutrition. So I have always been an advocate for preventing disease instead of trying to fix it after the case and also um, a holistic practitioner. So understanding that we are so much more than the physical beings, our emotions, our uh, mental energy um, impacts everything so, so very much. I have written books. I am again, a wellness advocate, um, end of life doula pioneer and trainer with doula givers. Uh, humanitarian you know these are the labels and I and I want to share with you when people say who are you you know when you describe yourself who are you and you say well I'm a female um, you might even say you know what religion you are you might describe things and here I kind of put down a, a list of things that really kind of are the labels of me mother daughter but I'm a human being so at the bottom, you see human being, and that is the most important thing that we have to remember. None of the other things. I'm a human being, you're a human being. We're all beings and we're all are equal and we all should be supporting one another and loving one another and being kind to one another. Um, so this is the platform. So I just wanted to share again, a little bit about my background, um, what, why I'm so passionate about this message and the work that I do. And also at the end of the day, at the beginning of the day, you know, I'm a human being and we all are. So we're in this together and let's make this the best journey that it could possibly be. In that photo, you're seeing beautiful Tando. I was in, um, she is a nurse, a hospice nurse in Zimbabwe, Africa. And I was there volunteering hospice care, um, in 2012, it, you know, again, these journeys of being with other people in other cultures and communities and being of like-minded and service is one of the greatest um, joys and experiences that we could ever have is be there for one another. People are absolutely incredible. Life class learning platform. It consists of what the people at the end of life that I work with say, when they look back, what do they say about life? There's something about this spiritual wisdom that people get, these aha, and my theory is that before they leave, their spiritual body of energy, which is one of the four bodies, is becoming more prevalent and their physical body is becoming less. And as this spiritual body is growing before they actually die, they come up with some absolutely incredible information and insights and aha moments, which are really just amazing. And what I noted too, is that when I've worked in all different um, places in the world with different religions and cultures, people were saying at the end of life, the same things. 
So if there again is that universal connectedness that we are all a part of, this was justifying that. This was confirming that. It was so beautiful and powerful. So I will share with you about that, what science says to support this wisdom. So of course, we live in a world that we want proof. <laughs> Can you prove it? Prove it. So that is, to me, very sad because we have gotten to a place where you won't believe it unless you see it and if it's proven and there's so much that we're missing out on because your intuition, your knowing, your highest form of truth is your knowing. I know this to be true. I feel this in the core. You have that ability, you have that information. And if you deny that, if you shove it away because you cannot prove it, you're missing out on just about everything. And we've been taught that if we don't see it, if it's not proven in data and science, then it's not justified. And I feel again, that is one of the big pieces of the puzzle of why people are um, in these situations that they're so very unhappy about. They're not living in that, that truth of, of what they know. And then what I've learned through the years as a holistic practitioner and what I've studied, um, absolutely amazing. And here's the thing, you know, it's interesting because my end of life work, people will say, this is so incredible. This new training that you developed, this new profession. And, you know, part of that, yes, that's true that the awareness of it, that taking all my experience and putting it into a training program with the modern technology and medicines that we have and understandings, absolutely. However, this is not new. This is ancient. We have lost it. Um, so, you know, a lot of what I learn in the holistic studies are things that have been around for thousands and thousands of years um, and use. So going through a lot of what we teach in Doula Givers Life class is so incredibly powerful. But again, unearthing um, ancient teachings from, again, scientists, philosophers, scholars, uh, doctors back in the day, and just, again, breathing new air into it. So really incredible and super exciting. Um, a lot of the times I think that getting back to the basics, we have, again, overcomplicated everything in our lives. It's frenetic. It's so stressful. We are bombarded by input. We are never quiet. Um, we are always connected. We are connected to our emails, to our phones. We live on social media. That's how we connect with each other. Um, it's an incredible disservice to, again, who we are. So not that we can't benefit from all those things, because of course we can. However, we're going to use them. We're not going to let them use us. But right now we are like on that roller coaster and it's going to be really hard to slow that down it's going to take concerted effort and really again um discipline with the supportive group and intention to be able to rewire that and to incorporate these um 
ancient wisdom techniques that will bring us to that place of the happiness that we're looking for. Creating a like-minded supportive community for lasting relationships and positive change, DLC community. DLC foundation is the understanding and teaching that everything is based on energy and how our four bodies of energy create your life experience. Again, thousands of years of wisdom that has already been talked about, which we'll bring in here and there. Um, but it is all makes sense when you hear about um, how this is all formatted and what you have to do to um, bring it to that highest form of joy. So Buddha on happiness. And I put there the power of presence because I want that to really resonate and sink in. A man asked Lord Buddha, I want happiness. Lord Buddha said, first remove I, that is ego. Then remove want, that is desire. See now you are left only with happiness. And the I in there and the ego in there is connected to your mental body of energy. And that's all of your learned behavior. That is all of your unconscious programming. That is about 90% of what you actually run on. How you actually go throughout your day and function is about 90% of the unconditional programming. It's like a default. And unfortunately, unfortunately, that default is usually, again, um, what is telling you all of the negative things, all of the regret, all of the beating yourself up why you can't be a better person. You're not good enough. You're not, you're not skinny enough. You're not heavy enough. You're not, you don't look good enough. You have too many wrinkles, whatever it is that is constantly in motion. And it is, again, if you go back to that, what your thought is that you project out there is directly related to your happiness, what emotion you're going to have, that feeling. If 90% is that unconditioning processing of the lower vibration, the one that we don't want, well, we got a little work to do here. The good news is we can. So what we wanna do is be, again, very clear on understanding that you are for bodies of energy that make up you. And when there's one that is not um, serving you for your highest purpose and is more of a default habit, we're going to have to take away that habit and replace it with a new positive one. Happiness is an inside job. Hmm. So I love saying that. I'm like, happiness is an inside job because I really want to convey to you that you have the power all the power and you also have everything you need right here right now to be able to activate that happiness so what if you had everything you needed right here right now to be truly happy wait a minute i thought i needed that million dollars to be happy i thought i was going for that i thought i needed that wonderful mate spouse boyfriend to be happy i'm working on i'm working so hard to get both of those things because then when i get those i know i'll be happy well guess what happens with people that do that and we know tons of them that they go ahead they achieve those things and they're not happy sure they bring them 
they bring them some pleasure and you know fleeting happiness but a car is not going to keep you warm at night and it doesn't talk back to you and there's just so many people that we know, um, unfortunately, that you know you look at, and so never we never want to judge anybody. So we never want to assume that we see somebody passing on the street, and because they look a certain way and they have that, what you know we think brings all that happiness is that they are so lucky and so happy. Don't ever assume that. There's always a story behind there, and I have to tell you that we know statistically people that have achieved these things and have these things. Um, do not necessarily translate into a happy life. The seven steps to happiness. Welcome to the Doula Givers Life class. Step one, set your intention. Happiness is a choice. Choose happy. The first thing that you want to do in your life is set your intention. That's for anything. What is that doing? That is locking in an energetic picture, um, file of what you want, of what you desire, of what you are wanting to achieve. So you're holding it in that space. And so that creates energy. So let's, I want to be happy. I want to be happy. And so the, the way you're going to get there to happiness is all going to start to unfold, but you need to set an intention on what it is that you really want. And so I want to be happy. And I don't know, obviously, if I, it's not the million dollars, it's not the beautiful husband, although those are probably really nice things. I don't know. I don't have either one, but that's okay. The, at this time, it's fine. That's not what we're thinking about. I'm using extreme examples is that we know statistically that's that's not a given that you're going to be happy with those things. And so we don't know how this is all necessarily going to manifest. And back to the, the statement about proof, believe it when I see it, you have to trust. You have to believe in what is available as far as having a pure intention of wanting to be happy and being open to how that is going to manifest itself. So the first thing to do with anything is set an intention because that locks it into an energetic field. So what is intention? Intention is defined as a thing intended an idea or a plan the power of intention is the power of the focused mind so that is something you really want to hold on to there the power of intention is the power of the focused mind okay so that should send off some um really nice you know, true, ringing true of alarms there because we talked about energy and we talked about the mind and the emotion that we have is energy, probably the most powerful, the emotions the most powerful. If I set my intention on being happy and I hold that there, that constantly I'm going to be like, I want to be happy and that is my goal, then that is my focused mind. So I'm constantly putting energy into the happy, the happy, the happy, that that's what I want. When focusing our mental energy on something, we're able to give more of our brain power to it. 
it's not magic or hocus pocus. It's our own innate tool, the mind being placed into the right position to perform at its maximum efficiency. See, when I share with you that you have everything in your power right now to be happy, I mean it. It's just that we have to restructure it and retrain it, and we have to delete some files and replace them with what you want. So the mind is the most powerful, and it's also the most damaging. And I think what we're seeing today is the damaging of the mind out there. Um, very ego-based. Okay, so remember the I. So everyone is, not everyone, but I'm going to use a general term that people are fighting to get ahead. You know, they think that the more I have, the more power I have, the more security I have, um, the more people will want to be my friend. Um, and so that is all ego-based negative stuff. And then we have the whole other side of that is saying with, if you think those are the goals we're going for, you have all that wonderful neg negative chatter that tells you, you'll never get there. You're not smart enough. You're not good enough. So you have all of this going on and it's all filling up your mind energy and it's all wrong. Plus it's using that space so that you can't have the other good feeling um, intentions in there or if they're in there they're lost and they're very few and far between maybe a fleeting over here and what's the first thing that happens when people say oh um i you know i want to i want to write a book then all this negative stuff comes in oh, i'll never be able to i don't have the time i'm not good enough and so immediately it undoes the intention of that energy so we're going to put a stop to that but I just want to share with you how important, again, your mind energy is and that 90% of it is used in the subconscious negative um, and that when we set that intention, it restructures it to go in that positive and start to make neurons in the positive intention of what we want and also holding on to that energetic vision creates, again, energy around it towards the goal. The power of intention, utilizing the power of the mind to influence your life. Yes, intention isn't a do it once and forget about it type of thing. It's a continuous, consistent use of the mind in a focused manner. And there are several ways you can both enhance this state and use it to get what you want in life. So what's important to note here is, again, it is consistently continuous. Okay, so that's going to be your accountability. You're really staying engaged and not for long periods of time, but small periods of time over time. So being consistent and focused. So the mind needs to be focused. And I'll share with you that one of the things that throws me off in my practice is if I start out my day um, with getting on my emails. So the minute that I get on to the computer and my emails, first of all, you see all the um, notices that are coming in, you see the news that's coming through, and then you have all these emails that you're like, ah, oh, all of a sudden I have to answer that one, I have to go, I'm, I'm already off. I'm already out of the gate, probably not going to be able to get back to that quiet, focused mind anytime soon, if all, 
till the nighttime because it's such a we're so inundated with stimulation and it's an intense stressful life out there that we're doing so much so you want to have that focused way that we start our day that's one of the skills that we're going to teach you and there's several ways to again enhance the state and use it to get what you want in life because if we can focus our mind even if it's for 15 minutes at a time on what we do want on what that intention is we're going to get there we're going to get we're going to start to rewire that and change the energy and we're headed towards that goal it's really incredible so the three steps necessary to fulfill utilize the power of intention to fully use this is to number one decide what you want what is it that you want what is the what is the goal realized and get really clear on your why. Why do you wanna be happy? I mean, we all probably have different reasons for it, but why not? I wanna enjoy every day. I want to feel, you know when you have aligned yourself in the feeling of joy, when you have had, and lots of times it comes from not a big event, necessarily, but the small event, being out in the park on a Saturday, on a beautiful Saturday with your family, hearing the giggles of children, your dog, um, being in love or being with somebody that you cherish. You know, it's those moments of synchronicity that you are in that pocket of, of just feeling connected to everything and everyone and in just such peace. So get clear on your why um, for your intention and then see it. See it in all forms. See yourself happy wherever that is to you. Feel what that feel like. You know, visualize yourself happy, but more important, feel yourself happy in that place. Close your eyes, get in that place of the park, hear the laughing, um, see your dog running for the ball, um, you know, see the blue skies, just see people happy all over. I mean, the park is again, one of the, one of the greatest places between the nature and the, you know, just the butterflies and what's happening there. It's something that really just brings me right into the moment of alignment. So the three steps to fully utilizing the power of intention are again, you want to be clear on what it is that you are holding an intention and you want to know your why get down deep and sometimes it takes steps to go down to get to the core root of your why why do you want that well because i'll be a happier person but why do i want to be a happier person because i haven't been happy for a long time well why haven't i been happy for a long time well because you know i feel like i don't do anything for myself that i'm working so much and that i'm not connected as much to social events or um you know anything or even all of it, you know, just don't have enough time for myself. Well, why, why do you think that would be important? Because that is connecting me to something greater than myself. It's a bigger connection. And why is that important? Because that is the essence of life. So I kind of just walked down a few whys. Um, so you want to get to the bottom of your why and, and really go till you get to your last root answer to the last why okay so maybe go down five to seven steps maybe that will take and so it's really super great to get to that root because when you can pull the root up 
pull the weed from the root and see it for its truth, you can change it. And a lot of times we'll do this with people who have real sadness and real um, issues with different things. We go back to why does that make you feel that way? And they trace it back. Usually something in childhood can have a lot of um, the impact. And it really is interesting because that person you were as a child being impacted by that experience is has nothing to do with where you are today, but you still have an energy attachment to that past that's impacting. It's cellular. Remember, everything is energy. So your cells, actually, when something is uncomfortable, um, they kind of blueprint that and hold on to it. And that's what post-traumatic stress disorder is. So you have a blueprint in your cells that's an energetic locked in that when something triggers it, it's called a trigger. Um, it could be a smell. It could be some kind of sight of something. It could be a sound. Um, it brings people right back to like it's, and the brain does not know the difference. So you are feeling as though you are experiencing that trauma again in its full activation because your cells are feeling it fully and you don't your brain doesn't know the difference between something that happened a long time ago and something that's happening right now so very important that we can get down to our why in all ways um, so we can pull up the root to that weed and we can get clarity on it and know that that does not impact I don't have to be afraid or what 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 if I was afraid of um, I'm going to use an example that comes up a lot in my work for end of life that um, people are afraid of death. It's the second leading fear in this country. And so a lot of times we will go back and trace it to their first experience with death or knowing it. And, you know, it was a very negative or scary one. And then we want to really understand, okay, so is, is that really a fear that is needed now are you still afraid just but you were a little child they didn't explain to you you saw your grandmother or she was taken away or whatever that impact was but today does that still have to be a fear that you're experiencing now or can we replace that truth with how the reality the the truth of it now so get clear to your why on all things and then visualize yourself in the intention that you want I wanna be happy and I see myself, I feel it, I feel myself happy in all those scenarios that bring me the happiness. Step two, practice forgiveness. Psychologists generally define forgiveness as a conscious, deliberate decision to release feelings of resentment toward a person or group who has harmed you, regardless of whether they actually deserve your forgiveness. Forgiveness does not mean forgetting, nor does it mean condoning or excusing offenses. Forgiveness is your key. I've worked with many people at end of life and in general, and forgiveness is everything. And forgiveness is not for the other person. That's why I like this definition. It is for you. What it is, if, if you want to think of it in terms of when you're holding on to anger, resentment, um, you have like an energy, an, an invisible energy cord to that person, and they are just draining your energy. 
you know, it takes a lot of energy to be mad at somebody, to be angry with them, to be thinking negative. And what happens, let me ask you this, what happens in your mind? You only have so much room in that wonderful mind of yours. What happens in that mind when you are using up space because you are hating or angry or resentful or all any of those types of things towards someone else or something else? So it's using up your space for your good positive vibrations. But also, in the big, which we'll get more in depth when we do um, more trainings with the life class, your energy, the universal law of energy, is that you are attracting the signal that you are putting out. So if you are, and you, you can probably picture this, picture, do you know somebody who is really just angry and ornery and awful and everything sort of happens to them they're you know the victim they keep having things happen to them they keep like refueling that justification of being angry and ornery um it's because they're putting out that signal and the universal law of energy is that it will attract it's an attraction so what you put out will always come back whether it comes back right away or it takes longer time it's that's how the energetic force works it's not it's not even differentiating between a good or a bad energy it's just an energy that's all it knows so if you're putting out those signals that's what's coming back to you so very important for you and your health to understand the power of forgiveness and letting go for you, not for anyone else. We do a whole wonderful um, course on this, but I will tell you now that the power of forgiveness has been linked to radical spontaneous healing with real serious illness and just for so many different things. And also if you are sitting here being angry and regretting your past, believe me, I'm not telling you that it's easy to give forgiveness. This is not a simple thing. This is a process. But if you are sitting here um, having regrets, shame, guilt, anger over your past, you can, you're robbing your future. You do not have a future when you are consumed with past. Step three, practice gratitude. Gratitude is an emotion expressing appreciation for what one has, as opposed to, for instance, a consumer-driven emphasis on what one wants or thinks they need. Tossing off the half-hearted thanks won't cut it. Deep gratitude has to come from within and in a meaningful way. This spotlights the highly social aspect of feeling grateful gratitude is also getting a great deal of attention as a facet of positive psychology so gratitude is an energy um it is a, an emotion that you're putting out there and it i love the fact that and this is so important again you are in control of this 
we all have things, no matter how hard things get, we all have things that we are grateful for, that we should be grateful for. And when you sit in a place of gratitude and just start your day with thinking about three things, just three things, sit quietly, three things that you are grateful for, and we all have them. You know, right now it's the, you know, the iced lemon water that I'm drinking. I'm really grateful for that. That is really wonderful right now. I'm so grateful being on uh, this training with all of you. Um, you know, I just feel so privileged and honored to be in this space. And there's just so many things that we can do when you sit in a place of gratitude, it raises, it instantly raises your vibrational energy level of who you are. And nothing else can exist in that space while you are in gratitude or you are in a place of appreciation, or you are in a place of being thankful because those are all in that space. I can't be angry and grateful at the same time. I can't be jealous and grateful. I can't be guilty and grateful. I can't be anything but grateful. It is a magic tool to use. And the wonderful thing is that we all have things that we're grateful for or can be grateful for. So starting with three things, so practicing gratitude means paying attention to what we are thankful for to the degree of feeling more kind and compassionate towards the world at large. It can motivate people to make positive changes in their lives. Studies show that people can deliberately cultivate gratitude by literally counting their blessings and writing letters of thanks. For example, this proactive acknowledgement can increase well-being, health, and happiness. Being grateful and especially the expression of it is also associated with increased energy, optimism, and empathy. There is lists long of the benefits of practicing gratitude. So I ask you right now to start your day. Don't go to your emails. Don't even rush out of, out of bed. Sometimes it's even nice to wake up and just stay quiet and acknowledge acknowledge your the present moment and also think of three things for 10 minutes that you are grateful for and you know what one of them probably would be and might be the wonderful bed that you just slept in <laughs> that not everyone has the privilege of that so it can be anything that you want it to be um, but if you do that you kind of have a different skip in your step for the day so it's it's one of the magic tools um, gratitude and we all have it one of the most powerful things that I've ever heard is a woman who um, was part of the genocide in Rwanda and how her family had been uh, murdered and how she went to um, an orphan, had, was in an orphan camp um, after it was all, you know, kind of said and done and how the people who survived, how they found a way to regain and reclaim their life is by gratitude and by picking the one or two things that they were grateful for and they were really simplistic they just started with they're grateful for having this home that they were part of and getting some food and it just changed their whole direction and gosh if if people who go through such tragic situations can practice this gratitude and build from it to a beautiful 
life with no with you know the anger and all of that gone um we all should be practicing this and benefiting from it and i love the line in there that it makes you more kind and compassionate towards the world yes we need more of that what are the benefits of gratitude there never ending I, you know every statistic and study i was finding had just benefit after benefit after benefit. So this is from the Science of Gratitude 2018. Um, increased happiness and positive mood. Yay, that's what we're looking for. More satisfaction with life. Okay, less materialistic. Love it because we know it's not found in objects. It's found inside. Less likely to experience burnout. Okay, we definitely need that in our world. Better physical health. We definitely need that in our world. There is a epidemic, a black plague of stress that is damaging and killing and at the a bottom root cause of all of the illnesses and things that are going on. So absolutely practicing this and releasing the stress level and better physical health is so important. Better sleep, it all is intertwined, less fatigue, lower levels of cellular inflammation. Okay, so again, stress causes inflammation, which causes chronic diseases, which causes low immunity and all the plethora of problems we have. Greater re resiliency, love that. So we, it's not that things aren't going to come up for us in our life. It's actually how much we don't let it become part of our fiber. And again, in our mental brain, if we have good things in there, there's not room for that other stuff to come in and be that noise and chatter. So we're balancing that out, which is incredible. Um, encourages the development of patience, humility, and wisdom, all really great qualities. Step four, compassion. And that is really kindness. Kindness is a huge part of compassion. Hmm. The definition of compassion is the ability to understand the emotional state of another person or oneself. We need to be kind and compassionate to ourselves. That 90% of that negative talk is really beats us up on a regular basis. Compassion literally means to suffer together. While empathy refers more generally to our ability to take the perspective of and feel the emotions of another person, compassion is when those feelings and thoughts include the desire to help. We really want to do what we can whatever we can to help that person within their suffering or situation. Often con confused with empathy, compassion has the added element of having a desire to alleviate or reduce the suffering of another. Having compassion for someone involves more than putting yourself in their place and generally wanting to understand or even help them. It involves beginning to have a totally different perspective when it comes to how you perceive others. So many of the things we're talking about in these steps rewires your thinking and your perception um, for everything with compassion and kindness and no judgment and, um, you know, feeling not walking by somebody who's suffering, not that you're going to always be able to fix it, but to acknowledge, to honor their being, to a kind word, you know, it doesn't mean that you have to put all your money in or go on a volunteer trip. Um, it means that again, your day to day, there are so many opportunities for you to be present and kind. Um, and 
this is a picture of a wonderful woman who was uh, my neighbor when I lived in um, the Hudson Valley and I had moved into this home and it was her and her elderly husband who um, they did not have any children and soon after I moved in maybe like two months or even yeah I think it was probably two months or um, so he had fallen and hit his head and died and uh, she didn't know how to write a check she doesn't drive it, you know it's very involved anyway we of course I have compassion of course um, you know, I, we would go to lunch and, you know, just to take her out, you know, look at her. She's so happy doing those kinds of things. So it doesn't take much. I did know that I needed to clear my schedule for quite a few hours because she would like to go on these adventures and go for drives. It wasn't just like your lunch. And it was great. It was really wonderful. Um, I often think of when we are in that position. I think one of the things that helps me share with people the importance of us being kind is if that were you if that was your mother if that was your family wouldn't you want people to be kind and we're all connected so i kind of see myself in everyone else because that's how we really we really are at the highest level of understanding we're all connected so i do want to have that compassion um, for my fellow planet human being and animals and every element involved and it doesn't it does not take much eight wonderful psycho psychological effects of being compassionate again there are lists long this is just some of them um, compassion can be learned and I love this compassion can be learned compassion is not something you either have or you don't have it can and should be learned and nurtured. We really need to get into the school system with our young children. We need to take out some of the stuff that does not have any use. And we need to bring in kindness and compassion and empathy and teach meditation and being quiet and how they go into, again, um, I, have to, I have to look that up. There was a... Um, study done in the, the children who were in um, Syria, H horrible circumstances, horrible circumstances. They found themselves, they found joy and safety and peace within the, the heinous surroundings they were in, in meditation. I'm going to, I'm going to try and find that. Um, and again, if you can see how it can work for people in unthinkable circumstances then this can work for anyone and compassion should be taught i really do believe that um part of what we have with what you're seeing with this insane amount of issue out there with guns is is that if you trace them back if you go ahead and look at that person who did that crime and you look most of them have were isolated, bullied. Um, there was not that connection. You know, we got to get back to basics and, and connecting us all. Compassion motivates action. That's pretty wonderful. Happier and healthier. Yes, please. Boosts immunity. Absolutely. Empathetic neural neural response. So it starts to rewire our nerves. Increased empathy. More helpful. Less afraid of suffering. You're better able to handle things as they come up. And that's, again, I think, you know, less you're able to handle the suffering. Think about those incredible people in Syria who found the, the meditation technique to get into that place of 
um, inner compassion and knowing. Step five, step five, the power of presence, mindfulness. So we're all kind of tying this all in. Mindfulness means maintaining a moment by moment awareness of our thoughts, feelings, bodily sensations, and surrounding environment through a gentle nurturing lens. When we practice mindfulness, our thoughts tune into what we're sensing in the present moment rather than rehashing the past or imagining the future. I'm going to tell you right now that most of us only live in the past or in the future. We are not living in the present moment and the present moment is your secret gateway into peace. Because when you connect to the quiet and to clear the mind of everything and just connect to my essence, it's your highest form right here, right now, you have no problems. You're not worried about anything, anything. You are feeling that bond and that connectedness that you are always good. That is the secret. But most of us are only living one of two ways in the past or in the future. We are going to be in the practice of setting you into times that you do that period where we start our day in that great energetic place. And then a few times throughout our day that we pick a few uh, time periods, 10 minutes to again reconnect. And then at nighttime, because at nighttime what happens is your subconscious mind is activated all during your sleep. And it starts to file things away and go over things and create fears and whatever it is. And again, we want to rewrite that script. So before we're going to do the 15 minutes before bed, we're going to listen to really positive information and reset that because your mind really will go over. Because usually what we do is at the end of our day, we go over our day in our mind. And especially when we're quieting down at, at nighttime, we're like, okay, you know, what happened today? Okay, what do I want to do tomorrow? But we rehash it and we are going to spend our whole subconscious night sleeping programming that negative filing away, that negative information. We want to file away the positive information, the intentions that we're setting. You see where we're going with this? So now you're going to utilize your sleep time as all of this great energetic space for the positive intention that you have set, that you wanna bring forth. So it's these little tricks, and again, 15 minutes, that are going to help to accomplish this. Step six is practice meditation. Meditation is your quickest gateway to your highest consciousness. This is hard to do. So we're gonna do a whole teaching on meditation. It's not, that hard, but it is hard. I can't sit quietly once I'm again. I feel like that. <laughs> I feel like that horse or that that dog that's out of the gate and everyone's running for the day. And once I'm off and running, the coffee as a coffee, all the emails, the phones ringing, we're doing that. There's no way 
that you were going to get me to really be able to sit quietly and to do a 15 minute meditation when I'm thinking of all the things that I have to finish. So it has to really be in these wonderful places um, that are conducive to, that are already kind of your halfway there because you're coming out of the slumber or you're going into the slumber. You're gonna do it in the beginning and the end. And there are a few times that we can do it during the day, just sit quietly. It won't be a deep meditation, but it'll be a nice quiet kind of bring you back to center. So meditation is your quickest gateway to get to your highest consciousness. In today's world, we are bombarded with worry, anxiety, and stress. Constantly replaying in your mind daily problems and fears can affect your mental and physical health. Controlling your attention as you meditate can help you feel more relaxed and at peace. And this peacefulness often lasts for beyond the meditation itself. So you're going to be actively in your 15 minutes. It's going to last for hours, if not hopefully all day long, have a positive effect. And it's going to be rewiring your brain. Um, the other statistic about meditation is that when you start practicing meditation, you reduce your cells from aging by 40%. So there's many wonderful reasons why to do it, but, but I'll, again, bring you some data on that. But it's just, again, one of the best things we can do. Um, so it lasts far beyond the meditation time. So when stress appears again, hours later, you have the means to redirect it. And that is the key. We're going to have stress in our lives. We're going to have things that happen in our lives. It's not it's not that we're going to be able to eliminate everything, but it's gonna be how we are reacting to it and taking it on. So when you are calm, you can probably relate this to if you have exercised. A lot of people, after they exercise, it's like they are so much more stress-free and stuff happens, but okay, let's deal with it because I feel so darn good because all of these positive chemicals my body got all this fresh oxygen and it reduced um, stress hormones and I am ready for the day in the best way possible. Um, so it's very important and meditation will do that as well. Meditation lets you become more awake and more purposeful about your actions and it teaches you how to respond rather, to re that rather than react. This is really key, is that we wanna be in control of not allowing triggers and reactions, we want to, okay, we have the information, what is the best way to handle this? But I'm not taking it on, my chest doesn't get tight, my heart rate doesn't go up, I'm not getting angry, I'm not yelling, I'm not doing any of that, which is kind of what we see as the normal. Because um, situations in your life will undoubtedly happen, it's the way that we're gonna take on that energy and how we're going to respond to it without it um, triggering us. And step number seven, service. So I often ask is how can I be of service? And again, there's that element of having to set that intention, ask that question and allowing, allowing the answers to come. We often think that we will gain happiness by achieving, receiving or attaining we also think in order to be happy, we have to receive love. It's nice, but it's not 100% the answer. Research shows that our greatest fulfillment 
comes in large part from being connected to others and from helping them. Again, you're getting back to that universal oneness, universal law of one consciousness. And when you are helping and connected to that, you are part of, of the whole, of the greatest part of who we are, the truest part of who we are. And that's why you feel that fulfillment. There is truth to the saying, it is giving in giving that we receive. Compassion brings meaning and researchers have found that living a life of meaning is one of the greatest determinants of happiness. Not only does compassion ensure depth, fulfillment and purpose in our lives, studies show that it has a powerful, it has powerful health benefits and even leads to a longer life. So this is something I want you to really hear is that the greatest fulfillment that we have found comes from being connected to others and from helping them. That is the I am realized. That is the highest, purest form of your spiritual being, being connected again to the source and getting out of our mental brain that is programmed from day one, it's not your fault, programmed from the news and all the things that we want and all the stress that we're under and what we think we're supposed to be, what we've been told we're supposed to be is 90% of what's in going on, what you're hearing, what you're thinking, what you're influenced by. And you have to relearn how to get back to the true essence of who you are. And by connecting to others and having compassion and helping does that. So here is the Tao Te Ching written by, by Lao Tzu. And when I say that we'll be talking about different things throughout the life class trainings that's thousands of years old. Um, this is one that I feel is really beautiful. So this was written by Lao Tzu. It is the unknown teachings of Lao Tzu number 51. It says that those who want to know the truth of the universe should practice the four cardinal virtues. The first is reverence for all of life. This manifests as unconditional love and respect for oneself and all other beings. The second is natural sincerity. This manifests as honesty, simplicity, and faithfulness. The third is gentleness, which manifests as kindness, consideration for others, and sensitivity to spiritual truth. And the fourth is supportiveness. This manifests as service to others without expectation of reward. So 2,500 years ago, we have the same type of teachings, this pointing in the same direction of what we are validating here, what patients are saying as they are departing this world. It's all going back to these universal laws. And when happiness is the manifestation of living, with these laws, with these techniques, with these rules, every day and to be in a joyful space, we all want that. So let's get back and start utilizing. Again, I love to tie in 
ancient teaching from prominent scientists, philosophers throughout this, but bringing it again into today and how we can utilize it and activate it right here, right now. The untrained mind is subject to the winds. The trained mind is limitless. So that is what kept coming up for me as I'm doing this. So really, again, going back into that 90% of our mind thinking is unconscious and is that negative um, data reporting that doesn't serve us, that actually sabotages us from um, progress. And if we can sit quietly, if we can use our techniques that we're going to do the 15 minutes of gratitude that we're going to sit and quiet meditation or even silence for 10 for a minute we train the mind and when we train the mind everything is limitless what we can achieve what we can the happiness that we can have and in every facet of our life you are the only one that has the power to change your life you have it no one else has that power so choose happiness because you have the power. So that is the doula giver's life class teaching for today. We do a free class monthly. There's going to be different information all pertaining to the four bodies of energy, all teaching you how to live your best life. There are easy techniques. Um, one of the ones that we're going to be doing in the very near future is about your physical body and about you have to get your foundation strong and straight to be able to build everything else. So I'm going to be teaching you about your microbiome and about the importance of understanding um, the balance of and the influence of the nutrition and how your microbiome, the healthy um, way that it is and how that most of us are not in balance with that. And it's, and it's creating that anxiety, helping to create that anxiety and depression because of different hormones that are um, contingent on, again, the microbiome balance. We'll go into that. Some really exciting information is going to be put forth. I'll also be posting it on Facebook posts and doing little videos about it. But again, Doula Givers Life Class, we have free classes monthly, and you can sign up for them at doulagivers.com. We also have our Facebook community. So again, remember, we are building out that DLC community where we're going to support one another, and we are going to be there to have continuous continuity for change, for positive change. Um, it's a beautiful community. So if you haven't joined, go ahead and you can join on Facebook at Doula Givers Life Class. We are creating a global community for positive change in all ways, and there is no better place than being with people of um, wanting to contribute and support one another with no judgment and unconditional love and incredible amounts of knowledge that we're going to share. So I want to thank you all for taking part in today's class. My name is Suzanne O'Brien, and I will see you in the next Do the Givers Life class. If anyone has any questions, you can go ahead and ask them. I will take a look here. Um, okay, I so appreciate this information and teaching. I missed June. Um, any way that I can also, okay, see it. So yeah, let's figure out a way 
Um, Dawn, usually what I would suggest to people is that sign up for them even if you don't think you can make the live one because we will send you the replay for that. But we're going to have to come together and put together a library of sorts. Um, we have been asked to, again, really be building this out because people are really excited about this information. So we will have some of that on the back end that we're going to be doing, but we definitely will be putting all of these in a place where you can get ones that you have missed. We only, this is the second one. So, so far so good. And again, sign up for the ones coming up because you will get the replays. They'll be automatically sent to your email. Um, even, even if you attend, they will be sent to your email. Question, what are the four energies, emotion, spiritual, physical, and they weren't discussed together? Thank you. So Christina, thank you for bringing that up. You know, I could probably do, and we do, we have a full day workshop coming. Um, in New York City for the life class. So we can go on and on, and we are so excited about the teachings. The four bodies of energy, um, we did cover that in the first one, but I will share with you. So we are physical, we are mental, we are emotional, and we are spiritual. And we are equally four bodies of energy that you need to know about, you need to know how they work, you need to know how they um, are nourished and balanced so that, again, you have that perfect balance of all of them in alignment. And when we talk about the mental body of energy, it's one of, I don't want to say it's one of the most important, but yes, it's one of the most important along with the, they're all important, but the mental body of energy is one of the most important because it's the biggest block that you have right now that's preventing people from being happy, from uh, achieving what they want, because it's 90% of that programmed um, over and over repetition that is constantly sabotaging or steering you in the wrong direction. How can you possibly find your happiness if you have been trained to believe from day one that it's over there? that you will find it over in the material things, in the achievements, in the things, because you're looking for something somewhere that it's not ever gonna be found. Not that those things are not good, they are, they're fine, but that's not, that's not the answer. So there's an old proverb, and I shared this last time. Um, this man is out on his, it's real dark, and he's out on his front lawn, and he's looking for his keys. He lost a set of keys, and his neighbor comes by, and his neighbor says, what are you doing? He said, well, I'm looking for my keys. And the neighbor says, well, where did you lose them? And the man says, I lost them in the house. And so right then and there, it's trying to, to share with you that if we have all been told that the golden goose egg is somewhere to go for it, to try and get there, and the goose egg it wasn't there at all. So we're looking outside for the answers, and they're really all inside. So the four energies um, that comprise us is so important, especially that emotional body that holds on to trauma and things of that nature, because we want to be able to release that. Um, and our physical bodies, we're in a time period that you almost have everything set not in your favor to achieve your fulfillment and happiness. You really have so much, we have so much going 
against us, we can change it all, but we've been set up in the food and our whole body systems, especially in America, have, um, we're in it, we're all inflamed. We're all eating processed, it's not food. So our bodies are suffering. And because of that, our chemicals for stress hormones and for fatigue and for aches and pains and for wellness and anxiety and depression, like it all is directly, has a huge impact from what our bodies are be having for ingesting. Um, so we really have to get those under um, structure and cleaned up because when you clean that up, you raise your energy vibration and all of a sudden things start to really start to flow. Just like they're flowing in the opposite direction that we are not happy, you're gonna start to see as you can clean up and raise the vibrations in these different places and the physical body is one of them. Not to mention, you will be feeling amazing. You will have so much energy. If you are a woman in perimenopause or menopause, you will be limiting any of those type of symptoms with sleeping disorders and hot flashes and all of that. So, and if you're having any kind of weight issues, all of a sudden things, because they're working so well, you start to just become in this wonderful weight and you really feel like you're in your twenties and thirties again, but you have all the wisdom of somebody who's older. So it automatically starts to replicate the feel good thoughts, the feel good emotions, you want to do more, it is incredible. So I answered your four, four bodies of energy and I'm really excited to be able to share with you. The next thing that we're going to be teaching is again, the physical body. So we can start to raise that vibration within you and you're going to start to again, see the ripple effect of positivity come through. This was my first class and I was so, and it was so much needed. I'm so glad. You are so welcome. This is why I do this and we're um, in this together. We are in this together and again, I feel that I have been able to get so much information from the work that I do that I wanna put it on a platform because we all deserve to be happy and if there's little things that we can understand that can make that dramatic shift, then let's go for it. Okay, everyone, that was the last question. Thank you so much for being here. We will send the replay to you and sign up for the next Doula Givers Life class. I hope that you do join the community. It's a wonderful group of people from all over the world. Okay, everyone, have a fantastic rest of your day and I will see you in the next class. Thanks for listening to another episode of Ask a Death Doula. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a raving review. Subscribe, share, and send your questions. See you in the next episode.